This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by the president of St. Joseph Mercy, Oakland, Shannon Strebeck. Uh, Shannon is both uh, the president of St. Joseph Mercy. Uh, she's also an Ohio State grad, so I won't ask her whether she's a Jim Harbaugh fan or not. Uh, <laughs> but but thrilled to get to visit with Shannon again. Shannon, can you take a moment and tell us about yourself and St. Joseph Mercy? Sure. Uh, it's so nice to be with you this afternoon, Scott. And St. Joseph Mercy Oakland is one of the member hospitals of Trinity Health. Um, Trinity, as you know, is headquartered in Livonia, Michigan, and St. Joe's Oakland sits in Pontiac, Michigan. Uh, for those of you familiar with the area, just north of Square Lake Road on, on the infamous Woodward Avenue, um, we're a 443-bed teaching hospital, kind of a tertiary level facility. We've got some, some, a fair amount of sophistication relative to our clinical capabilities. Um, we've got pretty robust teaching programs in everything from anesthesia to OB to internal medicine to surgery. Um, and we, you know, we have the privilege of serving a pretty diverse population just when one considers the immediate geography that surrounds the hospital. So it's a very, very, um, dynamic, diverse population to have the opportunity to provide care to. And, and, and talk a bit about the Trinity Health System. Because the Trinity Health System, for those that are not familiar, it has this great history of about being as compassionate, as empathetic as about any health system. Can, can you spend a moment on sort of the vision and the sort of um, the mission of Trinity Health? Yeah, so Trinity is, you know, a longstanding Catholic faith-based uh, organization that really prioritizes as a part of our mission, um, you know, being our, our vision statement involves being a transforming healing presence for the communities that we serve. And that kind of translates to being, being there in mind and body and in spirit for those that we provide care to. Um, a significant part of our mission is providing compassionate care to the poor and underserved, which is another differentiator of ours. Um, we recently added safety as kind of our sixth core value. So we, we place tremendous emphasis on quality and safety within and across the greater healthcare system. And, and take a moment on leadership today. You know, I've had a chance to watch you as a leader. I've had a chance to watch Trinity Health leadership over the years. Talk about what makes a great leader today and any thoughts on other changes and what makes a great leader. Any thoughts on leadership that you'd be willing to yeah. share with Shannon? Well, I mean, I think I think all of us that work in healthcare right now, I, I think um, the ability for leaders to remain flexible and adept and you know uh, the ability to kind of change directions quickly has been uh, at the forefront more than ever, particularly with the ongoing pandemic. Um, and you know, kind of the balance of caring for patients that are sick with COVID while continuing to care for patients that have other needs like surgical needs. Um, and I, I just I think the ability to to really understand what's happening within the greater environment within the organization that you're providing leadership to, and just that ability to think on your feet and partner with your team to do what needs to be done in the moment is, is more important than it's ever been before. Um, I think we've learned, gosh, we've learned things that we just didn't anticipate learning through this pandemic, you know, kind of learning as we went on everything from how to keep staff safe, how to keep patients safe, how to manage 
visitors in and out of our facilities, how to keep elective, you know, scheduled surgical cases going amid a pandemic. So just, just a lot of, um, you know, quick thinking and surrounding yourself with the right people that can help you to make the best decisions for the community that you're serving. What are you seeing currently with COVID-19 in your area? Are you seeing the Omicron surge like we're seeing in some other places? Is it starting yeah. to peak? Is it just getting going? What are you seeing there? Well, we've been, you know, it's interesting. This this fall and into the winter, we've kind of been on this steady, steady rise on of COVID cases. And then, you know, right before the holidays in December, things started to really jump up. I don't think that we've hit the peak yet of this most recent surge, which we believe is largely Omicron. Um, when I, what I've heard most recently from the predictive data analytics that we use within Trinity is that the peak is probably about a week to two weeks away. Um, and we're, you know, we're kind of back to having the number of COVID patients admitted that we had last year at this time. And even during the first, we're getting close to where we were during the first wave of, of COVID. So it's, it is um, very, very concerning right now, just the amount of community spread and the number of people that are testing positive. Yes. I mean, I saw nationally the hospitalizations are back in the 120,000 plus range. I think the very peak of COVID, they were at 130,000 range. So those are very mm -hmm. daunting numbers, aren't they? Mm -hmm. They are daunting. They are. Yeah. The, the communities, if, if you look at a map of the state of Michigan right now, um, you know, Southeast Michigan has definitely got a high rate of positivity, but it's pretty pronounced really across most areas of Michigan right now, which, yeah, it's very concerning, you know, concerning for, for staff, concerning for patients. We've got staff that are becoming ill with COVID as well, which stretches our already constrained staffing resources that much thinner. Thank you. And, and can you look at priorities for 2022 or when you're such in the middle of a surge, is it really just about staffing and keeping things moving in the right direction, some quality improvement, or can you look at your big priorities for this year when you're dealing with these kinds of surges and crises? You know, we've gotten to the point where where you, you have to kind of have the ability to do both. Um, you know, the crisis of the moment tends to take priority over over your more strategic, ambitious type goals just because out of necessity, you know, um, but we, you know, we updated our strategic plan for the current year. We've got a series of growth and quality initiatives that, that we've been working on both locally and as a national health system. And those items continue to be priorities. Um, I'd be lying if I said that we weren't all consumed with concerns about staffing levels and just concerns about managing COVID, but we've kind of gotten to the point where we have to continue to keep an eye on our strategic work and keep advancing some of those bigger picture strategic initiatives while we manage this ongoing pandemic. Thank you very much, mm -hmm. Shannon. It, it really is this great challenge of dual tracking, dealing with total pandemic and crises while looking at big plans and strategies. I, I appreciate your perspective. I also appreciate your, appreciate your perspective on leadership and sort of flexibility and open-mindedness and trying to deal with the, the changing face of operations during a pandemic and, and being a leader that's the right person for that moment through this through this pandemic and crises. Shannon, I know you're an Ohio State fan. When Michigan <laughs> plays in the national championship or the players, do you cheer for them or against them? Because I, oh. I grew up not being a Michigan fan. I, I 
kind of can't help myself but cheer against them a little bit, even though I have a daughter who went to Michigan, which is very hard for me because I grew up so not loving the University of Michigan. But how do you feel? Are you, are you a deeper, uh, a better person than I am, and you could cheer for Michigan when they play in big games? Not really. I try to. I should I should always cheer for the Big Ten. That That's what a Big Ten supporter is supposed to do. Um, and I do my best to do that. I'm not perfect at it, though. It's a push, isn't it? Well, it's kind of – it's part of that constant growth throughout life that we're working on. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a test of our flexibility. It, it, it is very hard for other Big Ten people to cheer for Michigan, even when they represent the Big Ten in a, any kind of big game. It's very, very mm-hmm. difficult. But I, I share yeah. your pain, and I don't <laughs> I wasn't happy that they lost, at least not outwardly in front of my kids that went there, but there was some joy in it. In any event, yes, Shannon, thank you. you for uh, – it's so, it's, I feel small-minded, but, but I can't help it. <laughs> Shannon, thank you for joining us again today. It's always a great pleasure to visit you, and thank you for all the work that you do in leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.